Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, we spoke last week. Welcome back to the show. Shout out to mommy who's listening in Boca in the hospital with my sister, Jill. Shout out to my mom. I'll be there in about an hour and a half. Uh, I, we spoke last week that, uh, about a, a story that really rocked Westport, my hometown. And the story was it came with a Newsweek op-ed by our next guest, Andrew Goldberg, who spoke about an experience that he and his family, but particularly his son in middle school, suffered when middle schoolers being what they are and taunts and everything else and name-calling elevated to such an extent, and the vitriol particularly around the Jewish background and heritage of his son continued nonstop that uh, Mr. Goldberg and his family felt that the only solution, the best solution, was to actually remove their son from the Westport Public Schools and find a Jewish day school. But in the meantime, in trying to work this out with the school system, they felt perennially disappointed and frankly offended when one of the options suggested to them was to sign a nondisclosure agreement, which would have basically uh, basically put a, a blindfold over their mouth, a gag, and... Uh, prevented them from being able to discuss this experience at all. I do want to start, though, by telling, by just reminding all of you that we are going to hear from Andrew Goldberg right now, who is an Emmy Award-winning person who has made documentaries when looking over his biography. It seems that he has spent a tremendous amount of time empathizing with and telling the stories of peoples, not merely Jews, but many Jews, as well as Armenians, who have suffered the cruelty and indignation of the kind of generalized discrimination that causes a genocide. And so Mr. Goldberg in particular is steeped in the origin of a lot of these sick things that happen to peoples all over the world that result in terrible destruction. And so I think he, perhaps with his own background, understands more than most about anti-Semitism and how pernicious it can be. But I do want to tell you that I know that the school system of Westport is about to come out with another statement. I know that Mr. Scaris, the superintendent, and others in the school system are bound by 
privacy restrictions and different things that hamstring their ability to perhaps tell their entire side of the story. But with that in mind, we wanted to hear from Mr. Goldberg directly. Andrew Goldberg, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hello and good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. Uh, First of all, I will just say that I was uh, very dismayed and uh, just altogether upset to read your story and to particularly hear that children invite people to Camp Auschwitz to take a shower. And I am used to, I'm a mother myself, I have two kids, I am used to what happens in middle school. I think all of us remember the taunts and sort of the rites of passage that go through certain eras in our lives. But I have to tell you, Andrew Goldberg, that particular kind of taunt and cruelty really shocked me. Yeah, I, you know, I it was surprising. It was surprising. And, and, you know, at some level, I don't know that any of the kids in that age group understand the magnitude or gravity, gravity of what that you know is the you know it, it, certainly in, in in our case we have traced we didn't know obviously this is before I was alive but you know we do have relatives who were killed in the Holocaust um, I, I my understanding is that they were shot and that they're in a mass grave uh, I've been to what I believe is that mass grave and and listened to a man tell me the story about how he as a young boy hid on the back over the edge of a nearby mountain hill area and watched as they lined up the Jews and shot them and pushed them into this into this mm-hmm. hole and then buried it you know so you know at some level it hits our family a lot uh, in, in a lot of you know there are a lot more dimensions to this than just the taunting of 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 our son. Um, it, it, it is, in other words, it's not just localized bullying. I mean, there are whole layers of ramifications and problems that go with this. The thing is, children don't know what they're doing sometimes. Children right. misbehave sometimes. Right. We expect the schools and the adults in the room to behave like adults and handle these things properly. And where, where our concern came in is that at every step of the way, the institutions that we believed we could rely on which is this Westport school system and the people that run it, they let us down. They let us down at literally every single point. I don't think they missed an opportunity to make a mistake. And some of them, I think, were were willful. I don't know that they were malicious, but I think that they made a lot of decisions. And as they made these decisions, I would say to them, that's not the decision you want to make. And they would ignore me, and they would make their own decisions, um, which were very inconsistent with what I believe is the way that you create a safe environment for children. And so it got so bad that, you know, we, we had no option. Our, our child, he would not go back to that school. And that is, that is, I mean, he's not the kind of guy that puts his foot down like that. So it was just not a safe environment for him. So tell me, if you can, Andrew Goldberg, when you say the school disappointed you in every way, tell me how you would have handled something or you thought maybe creatively it should be handled and how it, in fact, was handled. Well, look, the 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 we presented the situation to the school. And the first thing that Penny, uh, Penny, the principal said to me was um, of, of, of Coley Town here, uh, what she said to me was, um, uh, this is what I do. This is what I do in this kind of hushed tone, as if to kind of tell me that she knew exactly what she was doing. Now, when she said that to me, I wanted to believe her. There was a moment when I thought, thank goodness, we've got someone who gets it, who's going to know 
what can be done. We raised these issues of anti-Semitism and of all sorts of other bullying that had been was taking place. And, you know, my son was just being mistreated. And and I wanted to really believe at that moment that the that the next path forward was going to make sense. So what they immediately did was they brought my son in to ask him to tell his version of, of events. And he came home from school that day very, very upset. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, you know, she, he didn't use the word interrogated because I don't think he knew that word. Mm-hmm. But he said, basically, he said she interrogated me. You know, what, what, what did it happen? Why did, why did they do this? Why, you know, why did you do this? My, my son had, they had watched some TV shows with some of these kids at, at one of these kids at our house, they'd watched a TV show and they said to him, uh, why did you show them the TV show? As if he had gone out of his way to show them TV shows that had some racial slurs in them and things like that. And he, he was like, she turned the whole thing around as if I had brought this upon myself. That's exactly, that's, that's exactly what you don't do to a child is put them on the firing line. I mean, he's 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was very, very distressing. Um, she uh, then proceeded to create what they called a safety plan. And I thought, oh, a safety plan. They're going to move these other kids. They're going to maybe educate these kids. Maybe there'll be a teaching moment for the school. No, what the safety plan was, was to move my son all around the school. So this, he'll get an assigned seat over there. We'll take him off of this lunch table. Um, if he gets upset, he can leave. In other words, the entire safety plan for my son consisted of my son having to leave the situation. It never addressed the fact that there was an environment around there that was dangerous for him and certainly for other kids. Kids because we know, and I, I don't want to get into you know the, the nuance of this, that these kids were saying things about other students, to, about some other students of different ethnic communities as well that were problematic. So let so, me ask you, you know, this. This is Andrew just sort Goldberg. of the beginning of it. I mean, without getting yeah. too much into the weeds, but it's right. layer after layer after layer of the school dropping the ball. So let me ask you this. As a teachable moment, and you're a teacher, right? You do documentaries. I mean, the reason you do these things and tell these stories is because it's all about teaching. What would you, if you were the educator and you wanted to make this a teachable moment, what would you have done? Well, first of all, I am, I am an informer. I have, I have often been criticized in my documentaries that I don't end the films with a specific call to action. So, mm. for example, I made a film about anti-Semitism three years ago, which is why this pit home particularly hard for me. And people said to me, well, your film didn't have a call to action. What do we do to fight anti-Semitism? To which I responded in that sense, I'm a reporter. However, in the context of what should be done at a school, there are, this is not new material. You know, when I was a child, I'm 55 years old, and there, were anti, there was anti-Semitism in a classroom, you, know, you, didn't, you didn't know what to do. Maybe the teachers would pull you both outside and yell at you or, or, or have, have, have the bad kids, you know, that sit in the, sit in the corner. I, I don't know. We had a lot of strange things when I was a kid, you know, the stuff that, the, the things that didn't work. There's a lot of material out there about what to do and how to do it. And our school didn't reach for that. They didn't reach for that. They could have used this as a teaching moment. They could have worked on educating these kids. They could have found appropriate. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Punishment. So I'm, you're not going to, I'm not going to give you an answer that you needed to punish everybody. I don't know that that's how you find solutions. There are, systems in place and, 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 and resources available for us to solve these problems today. There is a deep bench of them. And our school didn't draw on them. They yeah. didn't draw on them. And, and instead, they made my son the problem and made us the problem. When you so much this, so that we had to pull him out of the school. I was going to say, he's in a Jewish day school. My daughter, by the way, I know you haven't said publicly and you don't have to, obviously, but my daughter went to bicultural um, and she was there for second, third, fourth, and fifth grade, which is a Jewish day school in Stanford. It was a very positive experience for her. I really, I have to just say, if that's where your son ends up, it was a really great school. I don't know where your son is ending up, but it was it was a great school for my daughter. 
Um, but I would just I would just but, say, Andrew. But, but, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I would just say that's not what but we moved to Westport because we wanted to go to these schools. No, I get it. I understand. I mean, that's the that's the, you know, the. Yeah, I know. I know. Do you have other children in the school district? We do. Yeah, we have some others. And we're uh, trying to we're trying to keep a little a little unclear as to how many and how, mm-hmm. how old they are and where they are. Got just it. Because of obviously safety reasons. I'm sure you heard that there were, you know, something like 200 bomb threats. I think it was actually announced on your radio station while I was on hold. So against Jewish institutions around the country. I mean, anti-Semitism is exploding. I know that. So I know. We've been covering it almost every day. I know. Uh, it makes me it makes me very sad to hear all of this. And I want to get into a little bit, because I am a lawyer. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm also your probate judge in Westport. Um, but oh. um, I wanted to get into a little bit of the NDA piece, because we actually had sure. Gretchen Carlson on last week, uh, because she's been crusading rather successfully against allowing NDAs in the workplace when it comes to sexual misconduct, and she would like to even expand that. So tell us a little bit about why you were you felt like the icing on the cake was this ask for you to not say anything about it. Well, first of all, these are public institutions. These are institutions that are funded with taxpayer money. Um, the, the NDA language very specifically creates what are called the complaining parties, the complaining parties, who are the people that are part of this contract? And they were me, myself, my wife, myself, my wife, and my son. And it very clearly states that, that those, that the people, you know, party to this contract cannot disclose any of the facts or circumstances. And it goes on to even clarify, I believe, I'm, I'm going from memory here, so don't quote me on this. Well, I guess you're quoting me, but anyway, oral or written. In other words, things that were said cannot disclose any of these materials at anything that was said. If we are going to agree to this to this settlement agreement, and I'll tell you what the settlement agreement offered in a minute. And I said, and, and that and that this is interesting because this came the terms came to us verbally first that this is what they wanted, and it was like the day that Hamas had attacked, right? And so here we are, sort of reeling from this this you know ter- terrible violent act against Jews. Before you get into the politics of it, right? This was before it became a political issue. It was just. Mm-hmm. A bunch of Jews were murdered in Israel. So here I am just reading about this stuff. And it was like that the next day that we get this message that, you know, um, we have to remain silent. And I said very clearly, I said, I am, um, you know, more than more than happy to agree that the terms of the count of the agreement, the settlement terms will be confidential. I understand that. You know, you hear about this all the time. Someone is uh, injured in the workplace and uh, the, 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 the parties agreed out of court with an undetermined, with an undisclosed settlement agreement, mm-hmm. with the, which is fine, but they settled the agreement. But in our case, we could not even say that anything had happened. Mm-hmm. Any of the facts and circumstances had to be kept secret. To put another way, my son could not tell people that he had been subjected to anti-Semitism. Right. I could not speak out. I, a journalist named after Andrew Goodman, the civil rights worker, who has spent his entire career and life fighting for, for, for the disenfranchised and the mistreated, would have to be silent that my son had been subjected to anti-Semitism. That was not something I was going to be able to do. And so I wrote back to them. I, excuse me. I spoke to them through our attorney, and I said – I, I'll agree to keep the settlement terms silent, but I, you can't ask me to be silent about what happened. There's no way I'm going to be silent about what happened. And they wrote back, and I have it in writing, you know, my lawyer wrote it to me, that they will not remove that from the agreement. They absolutely will not remove that from the agreement and that, quote, unquote, the offer is good till Monday. Oh, my God. 
and I, and I and I was like, oh, excuse me. You know, the, the the difference is that you know my story in this case was something that people wanted to hear about. It was so egregious. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, I... I a lot of families don't have the ability to turn down, a, 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 you know, they, they're not in a position where they can write about a story or they don't, you know, they can't sort of bring public attention to it. And in, in, in my case, it was a convergent, a convergence of events because of what was happening in the news. And it was a newsworthy item. And it was such a mistreating of my son that it became a national story. And so that's how it got out there. And now, of course, you know, a lot of people are very disturbed by it, as are we. But but but, but here's the thing: I, I I've been making films for years. I'm I'm rarely on camera. I'm not a. I've never been a person who wants to be it be the story. I always tell someone else's story. Spotlight is not my thing. I, I was in one of my documentaries. I've made something like sixteen. I've been in one of them, and for a total of maybe two minutes. I mean, it's just never been my thing. But I felt like I had no choice here. I don't like being the story. Again, it's not my thing. But my son is the victim in all this, and you know, to this is. This is too bad. Now he is, uh, well, a couple of things. First of all, I, um, I don't understand personally, and I'm saying this as a lawyer, I don't understand the privacy interest that's protected when a school tries to do something like this, not merely a school, but lots of institutions, but particularly a school. Um, they do this a lot. They do this with a lot of settlements for special ed kids, uh, Andrew, they do this with all kinds of different settlements of disputes, and they always put in there, the lawyers do, uh, that the parties cannot talk about it. And personally, I always understand the interest of the party like you in privacy. In other words, if you wanted to say, hold on, a condition of me settling this is that nobody gets to ever talk about my son, that I understand. That's a privacy interest of a family. I don't really understand a privacy interest of a public school. And I never have. So I, I really appreciate that you didn't want to sign. Well, but but think about it. I mean, they had made so many mistakes. I had called them out about it for so at, at so many levels. They know I'm a journalist. I had said to them, I'm not going to be silent about this. I, there's no way I can. But I was talking about many levels of this. I was mm -hmm. talking about possible litigation because I was so distressed that I, my son could not access the curriculum, that my son could not go to school. I was talking about um, possible media attention. I was talking about involving, involving our, our, our local, you know, schools and what, you know, our local parents and what have you. I mean, I wanted to bring attention to this. 
So, Andrew Goldberg, since you published the Newsweek article, and everybody has been paying attention to this, and I know that uh, the Board of Ed went into executive session on Thursday night, which is to say a private session, and I know that Tom Scarice issued a letter on Friday, and I'm told that he's going to issue another letter very soon. Uh, what What is your thinking and feeling about the community response to you exposing what happened to your son? I mean, the community has I mean, I, I'm not that tuned into the like. I, I've never been much of a. I mean, you know, I've seen the, some of the social media. I mean, it's been overwhelmingly supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there have been some people who, you know, I'm sure there are some people that have that have that don't agree. I, I don't really know. I mean, it wasn't like I, I didn't want to write. I mean, I'm a very, very, very busy journalist. It wasn't like I wanted to suddenly write a story and, and put my family in the middle of this. But, but for me, it was a bigger issue than just than just my son. And that, 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 that is the part, you know, I started reading about this and I read about other families online who had been asked to be silent and who'd been tried to be paid off. And, and I think we need to ask a question here, which is, should taxpayer money be used to silence, to, to, to be used to pay hush money? Because when I wouldn't, when I wouldn't agree to the confidentiality, they refused to give me the money. But the point of the money was not to keep me silent. The point of the money was to ed- help me educate my son. To, let me clarify. We, we, m- my son will probably not return to the public school system here, which means he's looking at six years of private school. Now, that when you expand how much six years of private school costs, we originally said, would, would, he, would they pay for two years of middle school? And they came back with a little bit more than one year of middle school. And I didn't even argue with them. I said, fine. You know, the, 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 um, we were inundated with people who told us that we should have sued them for you know, millions of dollars. I wasn't interested in any of that. We've never been on any kind of mission here. I mean, it's, it was protect our son, you know, take care of our son. The, the school that he's in, it's very affordable in terms of what private schools cost. I mean, there are mm-hmm. some really expensive ones. We didn't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, we've tried a, to walk a very um, non, uh, you know, n- not a, a – what, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, 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 we've just tried not to be – we've tried to be right-sized throughout this process. We've tried very hard to do it, and the school board continues to do it. I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, one member of the school board went on, on Facebook and said, well, this isn't the whole story. I've been told there's more to the story. Oh, what more is there to the story? I mean, oh, what is boy. that? Why would a, a school board Ooh. member post that? Wow. I mean, I was, it was, I was stunned. I was wow. stunned. And, you know, we've heard from nobody. I mean, Scarice is going to issue a statement. What he has done, what Tom Scarice has done, and this is what I think is the great shame of all of this, is that he, he's now written all of these emails to the public that he's now the crusader for anti-Semitism. And then he listed 50 initiatives that he's going to do, many of which it seems he hasn't even done what they're going to do. I was pleading with them to ask them, what are you going to do for the schools to protect our Jewish students? What are you going to do to protect my son? What training, what expertise do you have? They would not answer me. I must have sent that email 15 times. My lawyer asked for it in the letters. What have you done? What are you doing? They could not, they wouldn't respond to any of it. Just nothing, 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 nothing. Um, and so, you know, uh, now he's now he's now presented himself that he's talking to the Anti-Defamation League about what to do about anti-Semitism in the schools. Let me be clear. The president and CEO of the Anti-Defamation League just posted on his Twitter account, I believe it was yesterday, that what has taken place in the school system here in Westport is disgusting. That has gone to 
a gazillion people on Twitter. So he may claim that the Anti-Defamation League is his ally in this whole process, but I would encourage people to read what the president and CEO of the Anti-Defamation League has said about the actions of the school district. We do not need this kind of attention in Westport. What we need are educators and administrators who respond to the needs and the well-being of our children. I'm sorry for my for my going on too long. No, here, no, I that's get very okay. Worked up about I it. mean, I I think they should have a school assembly and everybody should be watching La Vita Bella and talk about it. One of the great films of all time about the Holocaust. Or they could be watching Let My People Go or Night and Fog or the million documentaries that I watched as a kid. But there are ways that you can do this collectively in an auditorium and really have a teachable moment. Really, really do it the right way. That's the yeah. way I grew up. Where we collectively watched these films and then with the guidance of good adults spoke about our reactions to them and we assimilated them. And that's why... I started this by saying how shocked I was at the particular taunts because I'd never heard anything like that before in my life. Never. And it bespeaks oh, there was so an much ignorance. More. It bespeaks such an ignorance. It bespeaks such a callousness, such a lack of empathy, but, but really an ignorance because anybody who, anybody at 11 or 12 years old who really watches and understands what happened to the Jewish people during the Holocaust, they just would never speak like that. Listen, I mean, one of there was another boy that well, it wasn't only one boy. I mean, there was another boy who shot my son with a squirt gun and shouted, shoot the Jew. Um, there was a uh, they would one of them would requote a phrase from the TV show South Park. We must exterminate the Jews. And he said it over and over and over to my son. My son said, my relatives who were killed in the Holocaust. Do you really think this is OK to say? I mean, and, and he said that he would continue to say it. Um, I mean, th- th- this is the, that was the icing on the cake. I mean, the, or whatever, however the phrase is that, you know, that's just mm-hmm. the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there was, there was yeah. so much of this that went on. Um, and wow. so, you know, we, so anyway, I really well, appreciate that you've taken the time to, 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 yeah. to, you know, to tell, tell this story. Yeah. I appreciate you telling the story. I think it's really important. I think everybody in Westport is hearing it, listening to it. There was a beautiful letter from your rabbi from Temple Shalom this morning on 06880 Dan Woog's blog, which everybody reads in Westport. Yeah. And uh, she was certainly very supportive. And it's a big conversation. It obviously isn't just about Jews, right? It's obviously about marginalized people for different things all the time. It's about people with disabilities. It's about people with different last names or, you know, different color skin. It's a big conversation. It's about empathy and understanding. Really? Really? But uh, um, Andrew Goldberg, I hope yeah. you stay in Westport. I've been here since 1989. Where did you grow up? Where did you grow up? I was born and raised in Chicago. I moved to New York in 1994, and I was with lived in New York City until uh, COVID hit, and here we are uh, after 25 years in New York City. Oh. I consider that very much my home, and you know we had hoped to make Westport our home, but it's uh, it's been trying. Mm. Um, I will say, you know, we've not heard from anyone in the in any formal communication. Our local clergy have basically done. Nothing. And uh, from any religion or denomination, I did get one call. Of course, my own, the rabbi from our synagogue has been wonderful, Shira Sklarba. I got one call from, one very brief call from, from a rabbi that ended very quickly. And uh, we haven't heard from the administration. We haven't heard from anybody. And it's not like we're looking for anybody's sympathy or pity, but it is surprising that given the national news and attention that's being paid yeah. to this. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, you heard from me. Some... You heard from me. Well, and I so thank you. I thank here I you. am. You know, and at I... the end of, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, I mean, all, what 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 the only thing I'm I am a laser focused person on this, which is that I want this. I'm focused on the safety of my son and mm-hmm. secondarily, you know, primarily because he's my son. And then after that, you know, my my emphasis, it would be on, on, on getting our schools to stop using lip service and stop using acronyms and phrases and talk about initiatives and start getting down to brass tacks and making the changes that are necessary. And I hate to say this. I do not think our leadership in this town knows how to accurate, uh, 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 appropriately protect our children in today's environment. I don't think they have the skills for it. I think they need to either get the skills or they should think about bringing in people who can bring them because what happened to my son should never happen to another child here. Fair enough. Andrew Goldberg, uh, a pleasure to get to know you. I'm Lisa Wexler and maybe I'll get to meet you and your wife and your family off air. And, um, and I'm sorry to hear that more people in town haven't, been welcoming to you and haven't responded to you but here i am here i am so um, listen they've been great on social media they've been wonderful on social media and and, and and i will say one one very kind woman offered to buy my son a, a basketball jersey which was very touching i with the, the social media the text the emails have been very very thoughtful it's the leadership where we've seen silence and that's that's the concerning part i get it Andrew Goldberg, thank you so much for coming thank on our you. show today. You be well. Take care. Uh, we'll we'll be right back with David French, opinion columnist for the New York Times. Stay tuned. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.